I'm here with a special guest for this week's announcements. Hey, you know, if you're here in person, uh, you can take a picture with Buddy the Elf. We got Chevy Chase over there and a fragile lamp. Uh, yeah, take a picture, snap it, share it on the socials if you're here in person. Uh, other important events coming up, the Gingerbread Bash VBS. It's going to be this Friday uh, at 6 to 8.30. That's for kids 3 to 11. We need lots of volunteers. Register your kids. Register to help uh, on the app or the website. Keep downloading that app. It's got lots of cool info on that. Also coming up is our chosen uh, Christmas special movie night. That's Friday, December 10th. Two showings, 4.30, 7 p.m. Register to get your tickets uh, on the app or the website. And uh, if you need help with that, we are helping folks uh, get tickets if, if, if you do. Also, there's a baptism at Bay Honda. That's December 11th, 9 a.m. It's the cold one, and it's always fun and memorable. Uh, we'll be out there. We'll do some worship. We'll baptize folks. That's this December 11th. Uh, it's a Saturday morning, 9 a.m., Bay Honda. Uh, one more youth. That's our junior high and senior high meeting. Uh, that's December 8th. It's a Wednesday. Uh, we're going to be meeting at 6.30. And a lot of fun junior high, senior high students. Make sure you come out and join us for that. And also, uh, put in your calendar Christmas Eve services. We have three services, 4.30, 7.30 p.m. Candlelight services. It's going to be a lot of fun. Also, our midweek podcast series on tap, we're going to be uh, showing these eyewitness videos. They're really, really well done, and we're going to be showing that on the first Wednesday, and we'll do Tuesdays and Wednesdays for our midweek podcast for online viewers. You all can check that out. It's going to be really a great story leading up to Christmas. It's their Christmas series. So check those out. And uh, you keep downloading the app, and let's get ready for church. One of us is super excited. All right. Good morning, Vineyard Virtual Family. Glad that you're with us. We're getting ready to hop into worship. It's going to be good. It was great earlier. And then I'll be in John chapter 10 today. Uh, We're going to wind up the series we're doing. Are you talking to me? And uh, it's talking about full and abundant life today. All right. So here we go. Good morning. Hey, hon. How you doing? So apparently there was like a plaid memo. Didn't you guys get the plaid memo today? (laughs) (laughs) Even Brandon back in the drum case had plaid on today. It's it's 70 degrees outside. Break out the plaid shirts. Okay. Hi, guys. Glad you chose to join us. Sorry. Everyone's been talking about plaid, so I just had to get it out. I'm going to tell you what we'll be attempting to do today. We're going to start things off with communion. Chaplain Doug is going to lead us through that in just a minute. After communion, we'll have our time of worship. We've really been enjoying our worship time this weekend, and uh, we're looking forward to doing it with you again. After worship, Pastor Georgina will come up and join the kids and teach them a Bible verse. We'll dismiss them off to Sunday school, and then we'll have our time in the Word with Pastor Steve finishing up our current series, and then we'll get to jump into the Advent. So... Before we jump into any of that, let's pray. Holy Spirit, would you come? We love your presence, Papa. Thank you for meeting us right where we're at. 
Thank you for all that you're doing in our hearts and our lives, God. And we invite your presence deeper. We want our hearts to beat with your heart. We want to go where you go. So we say yes to you. Help us to draw closer. And we join with all the churches around the world where your gospel is preached with this collect. Almighty God, give us grace to cast away the deeds of darkness and to put on the armor of light now in the time of this mortal life in which your son, Jesus Christ, came among us in great humility. That on the last day when he will come again in his glorious majesty to judge the living and the dead, we may rise to the life immortal through him who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Chaplain Gus. On the night he was betrayed, Jesus took bread and he broke it, saying, This is my body, take and eat in remembrance of me. In the same manner he took the cup. It was the last night of the Passover celebration. The cups of plagues and sanctification had already been poured and celebrated. Jesus takes a third cup, which is a cup of redemption. He said, this is my blood poured out for you. Drink this in remembrance of me. Gathered with his friends that evening, Jesus gives us a lasting ordinance or remembrance, which we call communion or the Lord's table or the Lord's supper. He said, from now on, when you get together and partake of this meal, I want you to remember me. And as his friends gathered here today, we too can partake of this meal, the bread and the cup, the body and the blood of the Lord. And we want to remember and give thanks. We want to remember all that Jesus has said and done and promised to do. We want to remember his willingness to go to the cross on our behalf. We want to remember how he defeated death and rose again. And we want to remember with awe and thanksgiving that he's coming back for us soon. So here on the table are the elements of communion, the bread, the cup, the body and the blood of the Lord. The table is open to all who believe. So as we worship this morning and you feel led by the Spirit, please come, partake, remember, and give thanks. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Chaplain Doug. We are going to enter into our time of worship now together. And I encourage us all to sing out and to lift Jesus in this time. If you're joining us online, please do the same. Sing out wherever you're watching from. It makes a big difference. If we're here now, we can hear you guys join us in this time of worship. And we're always so encouraged when you do sing along. We'll see the words pop up all over the place. You're welcome to sit, but stand if you're able. Uh, this is an Advent song. Come thou long expected Jesus.
are so good to us, God. You're so faithful. We love you. We worship you, God. You are worthy of all of our praise, King Jesus. We lift your name, God. Lord, as we're here in your presence, I would ask that you would be with us as we prepare to study your word. Lord God, would you anoint the words that are spoken to us, that are taught to us? Use those words, God, to stir up our hearts towards you. Holy Spirit, I'd ask that you'd be with those working with our children. God, anoint them. Give them everything that they need to show all the kids your wonderful love for them. You are so good, God. We love you and we thank you. And it's in your holy name I pray. Amen. And amen. And Pastor Georgina, would you please come up and teach these children a Bible verse? Good morning, boys and girls. So excited that you're here. Thanks for joining me. Okay, so today we are going to be learning from a different book than the first book of the Bible, which is called... Uh, there you go. Very good. Genesis, right? The first book of the Bible is Genesis, but we're going to leave that because we're going to learn about this man named Job. Have you heard of this man named Job? Really, really amazing things happened to him. Yeah, it was. Really? Cool. That's close. But yes, yeah, so Job, and we're learning about him because many believe that he lived during the times of the Bible stories that we have been talking about and and learning about. So it's really, really good. Okay, so Job loved God very, very much, and he wanted to do what was right, right? He wanted to follow God's laws and wanted to please the Lord. And then one day, an enemy came, the evil one came, right? Our enemy came to God and said, Job, yes, sir? That'd be the Egyptians. Okay, thank you. Then Job, then, um, wait, okay. He said, Job, thank you, you're right, I should look in the Bible, it does give me all the answers. <laughs> thank you. No, you're not, you're right. Okay, so um, what happened was that the evil one said, Job only loves you because you have been good to him all of his life, because everything's going right with him, that's the only reason that he loves you. If you take it away, he won't love you anymore. And God said, okay, I will let you test Job, right? But do not harm him in any way. Do nothing to his life, right? So guess what happened? One day there was um, there were robbers, and they took all of Job's cattle, and then a storm came, and his children died. And then Job got sick, right? And he was so sad, but he still did not blame God. He still had faith, right? And then three of his friends came, and they weren't very helpful to him, which was sad, right? And then his friends, after his friends came, um, they kept telling him, well, you need to tell God that you are sorry for the things that you have done wrong. You need to confess, and then he, he, things will get better. But Job was like, I have done nothing wrong, and I wish that I could talk to God because I would ask him questions so that he would see that I have done nothing wrong, right? And then something amazing happened. A storm came, and God started talking to Job, and he started asking him questions. He said, Job, were you there when I created the earth? Can you measure how big it is, right? 
Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you can, right? Were you? I know. Can you make a horse strong? Right? He's like, no, you can't do that. Can you tell an eagle where to lay its nest? He's like, no, right? So Job said, what a Bible verse too. He said, I know that you can do all things, and no purposes of yours can be thwarted. That means blocked in any way, right? Whatever God wants to happen will happen. But sometimes, guys, things that are sad will happen to us, right? And and Job trusted God despite everything else. And he asked God to forgive him because he doubted, right? And God healed Job, and Job, God healed Job, and Job lived a long happy life he had kids and he was blessed more later than in his previous years and this reminds us of jesus because jesus never did anything wrong and he suffered right he suffered because he took on the punishment that we deserve right because we do things wrong and he paid for it so he suffered and that's how it it reminds us of jesus and whenever you suffer i want you to always remember jesus that he is with you okay yes sir god will always forgive us if we do something wrong very good can you say that again jesus and god will always forgive us when we do something wrong amen that's good that's really really good that's excellent yeah Okay, so you guys ready to repeat the Bible verse with me? So you say it after me, and we'll all say it with one voice. Bless you, Noah. Yeah. Okay. Then Job replied to the Lord. Then Job replied to the Lord. I know. I know. You can do all things. You can do all things. No purpose. No purpose. Of yours. Of yours. Can be thwarted. Great job, guys. That was really good. Thank you. Good job. Children are getting stickers because God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And can you guys help me sing happy birthday? Yes. It is Doug, Chaplain Doug's birthday. Where is Chaplain Doug? He's back in the back. We're going to sing him happy birthday, okay? Here we go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Okay, that was really good, guys. Now we're going to pray, and then we can go to our classrooms and have super much fun. Okay, ready? Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Okay. Father in heaven, we are so thankful, Lord God, that no matter what happens to us, Lord God, whether we work, walk through storms, Lord God, or sunny days, Father, you are with us, Lord God. And I pray that the little ones will never, ever, ever forget, Lord God, that they don't walk this life alone. In Jesus' name, amen. Excellent. Okay. Have fun. Last night, when Georgina was doing the Bible study, uh, the Bible verse with the kids, she got to that word thwarted, and they were looking at her like, that's not a word, because you don't use that a whole lot. I love that hat. I got to get me one like that. (laughs) Koala something. 
welcome to the vineyard. Glad to have you guys here today. On the, on the, the this is winter in the Keys. It's one day. Enjoy. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> I hope you broke out your sweater and got to wear it, and then pack it away. We're glad you're with us. Here, welcome to those of you joining us online. Let's do a couple of things real quick. Got a couple of things I want to say. First, if you're a first-time guest, that code, if you pointed your smart device at it with the camera on, uh, it would put a link on your phone that gets to our digital connect card. Please, if you're new here, fill it out. Ask name, phone number, email address. We will be texting and email you through that over the next four, five, six weeks. So do that. Also, we have a gift for first-time guests. If you didn't get one on the way in, get one on the way out at guest services. We're also praying for our neighbors. Please keep doing this. These little magnets are out there on the table. And uh, if you haven't got one, and all we're asking you, walk by. Don't go and bother people in their homes. All the information on there, how to do this is on the app. But uh, pray for them. And, and if you can, leave a little magnet telling them we prayed for them. But with your neighbors in mind, let's just corporately pray. For our community. Okay, Papa, we are grateful for who you are, and we are praying for our neighbors, Lord, and we're praying for our community. And God, we ask that you would help us to love our neighbors well because we know that's near to your heart, Lord. And God, we ask that you would bring renewal, revival, and breakthrough to this area that hundreds and thousands of people would come to know you as their Lord and Savior. And we give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Also, uh, don't forget, download our app, please. That's another way to do it. Lots of things in the new year are going to be really happening through the app. A lot of teaching and Bible studies and all those kind of things. So I'm trying to get you to download it. Don't forget right now, it's the way to get uh, tickets for our... Uh, chosen uh, Christmas special that we're showing here December 10th. That's different than most of the movies we do because we had to ticket it through Fathom. There was no way to just go ahead and buy the license. And so if you want to come, we're showing it at 4.30 and 7. Here, uh, I think the tickets were like $12.55 or something when the charging went. We're not getting any of that. It's all going to Fathom and Chosen. So, um, But it should be a lot of fun. We'll have free popcorn. We'll have a good time. It's very long, though. It's almost two hours. So, uh, you know, it, it, it might be hard on some of the little ones. So to sit that long. So, you know, you'll get it. But And they're also showing it, uh, the first and the second, at Regal. So if you want to get it there, you can. Okay? Um, that's that. And we're doing present Partners in Paradise. Presence in Paradise. We're partnering with Presence in Paradise. Thank you very much. Which we've done for years. They get Christmas gifts in this area from like Marathon down to Big Pine. They tell me there's over 300 kids that they're working with. Uh, and so if you want to get involved with that, there's index cards out there with a gender and age. Buy a gift, bring it back, unwrap by the 12th. Uh, or um, a good thing is gift cards because we give the gift cards right to Presence in Paradise. They go out then and buy what they know the kids want or need with them. They're not just handing off on the gift card. So that's a great way to go. That's out there. Baptism December 10th, 11th, Saturday. Baptism is important. I want to make sure it gets in your mind. And, and so I'll talk more about that next week. But that's good for this week. Let's move into the message, uh, which is, are you talking to me? And this will be the final part of this. Uh, I'm going to end it here in the uh, 10th chapter. John, I could go on. There's a lot more stuff. But we ran right into Advent, and I do want to talk about Advent. And so uh, we'll get to that next week. And I'll be in uh, talking about joy next week. And it does allow me to pop into a hard discussion in John 6 that I haven't got to. So somebody was asking about that. That's in the joy thing in Advent. So very cool. Anyway, uh, 
Uh, this is about how to live this life as uh, people of hope, people of new creation. That's what this series is about. John Barry gives us, gives us some very practical ways to walk this life out as new creation people in a fallen world on a broken planet. And we're going to finish up today by digging into that. I had a few uh, uh, bad Thanksgiving jokes. What smells the best at a Thanksgiving dinner? Your nose. I've got to roll. Th- uh, when is turkey soup bad for your health? When you're the turkey. So, <laughs> the other day, my wife and I we were arguing about whose turn it was to do the laundry. It went on for hours, but eventually, I folded. I guess I threw in the towel. All right, my love. Pray for us. Lead us in the reading of the word. Please, please, please. Thank you. I do want to clarify that I don't even think he knows how to turn the washer on. So They're much harder than they used to be. <laughs> because you almost have to program it to I make guess it work. so. I guess you're right. Listen, I have one more um, commercial, but this is a good one. We're a vineyard, and Vineyard USA is a network of churches, okay? So if you go to vineyardusa.org, they are doing an Advent series, and we're partnering with the Bible Project. And Steve and I got to, to meet, kind of. We saw them. We didn't meet them. We saw them at our last conference, and they're so well done, and it's just absolutely lovely. So if you like to spice up your devotionals in Advent season, vineyardusa.org. It's on the front play, front page, and there's a QR code, so you go right to the videos. I think you'll enjoy it. I'm looking forward to it. So that being said, let's pray, shall we? Thank you, Lord. Oh, Jesus, our precious, precious, humble King, we thank you, Lord, for this day that we can gather and worship you. Father, I do pray during this Advent season that we would be focused on you. Father, that we could somehow, in in all of the busyness of this season, we would remember that you are the reason we celebrate. We thank you, Father, for our families and our time together. In Jesus' name. Amen. Will you stand with me, please, for the reading of the word? As Steve said, the text today is out of the Gospel of John, chapter 10, verses 7 through 10. Therefore, Jesus said again, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate, and whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Blessed be the word of the Lord. You can be seated. So I want to press into this. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come, Jesus says, that they may have life and have it to the full. So Jesus has come to give life, and the enemy, he wants to steal it away. 
Now, why, why is that the focus of the enemy? We, we've touched on this, but you need to know that there's something about it when we are living and pressing into this life in Jesus, this full and abundant life. That, that that life is very attractive to the world around us. It actually, it's something they're looking for. There's a, there's a deep part of them that wants to connect with God. And they're looking for what we have when we're walking that out. And, and so, um, it's, a, it's like a pleasing aroma. It's just a really cool thing when that's going on. When we're walking His way and we're allowing His grace and mercy to flow through us and we're, we're living life the way He's called us to live it. But because it's attractive to the world and it helps people come to know Jesus, the enemy is doing everything he can to stop it. He doesn't want you to live that way. He doesn't want you to experience life. You know, as when you've come to know Jesus, he knows that you're his and that, that he's lost you. But he doesn't want you to experience the fullness of life that you can because he's trying to keep everybody shut down. All right? So he comes after it and he tries to keep you so that you're less than living that kind of life. And so he's trying to steal it away from us. And that's where we start, is that the thief comes. That, that he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. We know why he comes, and we know that he comes. And he's hard at work doing those things. Peter tells us, be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, names him right there for us. That's our enemy. The thief prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. So that's what happens to believers. We're all experiencing this. The enemy is coming. He's attacking. He's trying to steal this full and abundant life that Jesus has desired and made a way for us to experience. You need to note in that text something that is important. Is that the Apostle Peter says that he's like a roaring lion. Now you need to know he is not a roaring lion or the roaring lion. The roaring lion, the real lion, the lion of Judah, that's Jesus. He's our big brother and he's got us. And that's a very cool thing. The enemy is constantly at work trying to deceive people into yielding to him when it's not something that we need to do. At the cross, and this is very important. See, he was stripped of the abilities to do that. He doesn't have the authority to do those things anymore. He's now relying on lies and deception. Because here's what happened. So get, get, just get the whole picture in your mind. So think, you know, creation. God creates cosmic temple. On the, on the day six, he makes us as his image. He places us in the temple. We're the image of God. We reflect God into the world. We reflect the praises, praises of the world back to God. Our vocation is to partner with God. We're going to make the rest of the planet like Eden. Eden was perfect. planet was good. But that's what we were going to do. Partner together. God wanted to partner with us, work with us, fellowship with us, love with us. That was going to be life. However, we decided we didn't want to do it his way. We thought we would do it our way instead. And, and that's what happens at the fall, right? And, and the, at the fall, the enemy comes in and he steals from us this authority that's been given to us. So we were given authority to go and rule and subdue the earth and do all those cool things. And at the fall, the enemy takes it. And now he's got it. He had it. All right? And, and he, he destroys everything. 
Now, God is always at work. God pursues us, and we know the plan of things going into place that lead us to Jesus. When Jesus comes, which is what we get ready to celebrate, this at first, this is Advent season actually started already, and uh, it's this lead up. We have the first Advent. We're waiting on the second one. We're leading up to Jesus. So, when Jesus comes, he ultimately goes to the cross on our behalf. I told you this over and over. He defeats the power of sin and the power of death. Defeated there. Now, we're waiting for Jesus to come back. Uh, and in the meantime, the, the world's still a mess and the enemy is still going around. But he's been stripped of his authority. Jesus took it. Jesus then says, before he goes, listen, now go out and do these things in my authority. He's got it back. Jesus took back the authority given to us. He's got it. He kind of holds it safe and he allows us to walk in his authority now. And so we have this authority is safe that we have. So the enemy doesn't have it. But the enemy tries to deceive you into thinking that he still does. And, and so he comes after you and his favorite tactics, what he's working on all the time, we talked about this, fear, greed, guilt, shame. See, that's the enemy. And, and he tries to put those things on you to steal this life we have away. You're a new creation. You, you were those things. But in Christ, you're different now. You're not perfect, but you're different. You're not defined by who you were anymore. But the enemy wants to keep you thinking that you're defined that way because that's where he had some room. And when you give in to those things, when you give in to guilt, when you give in to shame, when you give in to fear, when you give in to worry... What you're doing is you're, you're sort of yielding authority back to the enemy that he doesn't have, but he takes it and uses it against you. And so that's when we need to resist. You, you need to begin to not. When, when you feel guilt come on you, you don't have to give in to it. When you feel shame come on you, you don't have to give in to it. In fact, Paul tells us, it's, it's this, I love this, he adds this to what Peter, Peter says resist, and Paul says this, no temptation has seized you except what is common to men. And that's what the enemy's doing. He's tempting you to yield away this life that you have in Christ. And, and, and it's common. We saw it in Peter too. It's happening to people. Believers happens everywhere all over the world. God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. You need to know this, that there's always a way out. When you're being tempted, when all this stuff is happening, there's always, always, always a way out. Always. Now, you might not take it, because you, you get to choose, but it's always there. And you need to look for it. And and the way that we process this is, okay, we're going to resist and there's a way out, so so what do I need to do? When When you begin to realize that it's an attack that you, you're going to, you, you get it. The enemy is on you trying to steal life away. Guilt, shame, fear, worry, whatever it might be. You need to realize, okay, I'm not alone in this. That, and it's not uncommon. This is happening to believers everywhere. And I have someone who wants to help me in this process. It's Jesus who wants to help because he wants me to experience full and abundant life. And so there's this very powerful prayer that I have found over the years that works really well in this situation. So first you have to realize you've got to get it. That's an attack. And that you want to resist and stand against it. Now, this is worth the price of admission, which was free, but still. Uh, you want to write this prayer down. I've taught this prayer to you before, but people forget it. So get ready. You'll love this prayer. You'll use it all the time. Here it goes. Help! Now you chuckle, and that's good. That happens all the time. And, and sometimes when I remind myself of it, I chuckle. But, but it's so powerful. 
See, it's this first, it's a big step. It's realizing you're under attack. It's realize what's going on. It's deciding, you know what, I'm not giving in to this time. And you cry out help. And it's powerful because Jesus wants to help you. He's just waiting for you to help. Boom. That's like Jesus is there. He's got it. Listen to this. Hebrews 2, 14. Since the children of flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity so that by his death, he might break the power of him who holds the power of death. That is a devil. I'd like that they're pointing out again what we know. But remember, I told you he was going to he defeated the power of death at the cross and free those who all their lives were held in slavery, bondage, all that mess, all that stuff that we were stuck in. It was because of this, their fear of death. The power of death kept us stuck there. For surely it's not angels he helps, talking about Jesus, but Abraham's descendants. That's us. We're the we're the nations. Uh, for this reason, he had to be made like them, fully human in every way, in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God, and that he might make atonement for the sins of the people. I'll tell you that all. He also defeated the power of sin. Because he himself suffered when he was tempted. He, he went through all that stuff for us. He is able to help those who are being tempted. You're going through it. Temptation's happening. You cry out help. Jesus is there to help. It's what he wants to do. And he's there for us. And we need to realize that he's there for us on this journey. And so we cry out to him. Now, where people get backwards with this all the time is that this performance mindset that I talk about all the time, it's ingrained in us. And it's a trick of the enemy as well. So, so we often get this thought that in our mess... Oh, I gotta get myself straightened out before I go hang out with God. I gotta get my, I gotta, in my own strength, I'm gonna get this, uh, what a mess. God, I can't go to God with this, all this going on in my life. And, and the, the thing is then we try and fix things in our own strength, and you, you can't most of the time anyway, and the problem is whatever you can fix in your own strength generally leads to self-righteousness and arrogance and judgment, things that can't be used. In the kingdom. So Jesus wants to help you, and so you just come to Him in your brokenness. When you realize you're broke, that's when you help, and, and He wants to help. And see, He understands you. This is really important. Jesus knows what it's like to be you. Again, I want to read from the writer of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 14. Therefore, since we have a great high priest, who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize or empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who's been tempted in every way, just as we are. Yet he did not sin. Big, big difference there. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. And I always I like to read that as times of need because it's it's a constant, right? But we can go. See, that's the whole thing. Jesus understands us. He lives this life. He knows what it's like to be us. He took on flesh. That's God is so cool. Now, he didn't, you know, get into the mess that we did. But he gets it. He knows what it feels like. And so he's with you and he's for you and he wants to help you. And he's not like waiting to judge you and point the finger at you and all those things that we often think of. He's just there to sort of help you on this journey and to love you and to wrap you in his arms and to help you move in the right direction. He gets us. 
And we have to get a hold of that to really experience full and abundant life. If you don't get a hold of that, you'll get stuck in that performance trap and the enemy will constantly be beating you up with stuff. And, and you don't want to get stuck there. And so we realize what he's doing and, and what the enemy's doing and we cry out for help and we know that he loves us. See, because he wants us to live this his way. He wants this full and abundant life happens when we're living his way. Matthew eleven twenty eight. One of my favorite verses. I say that about just about every verse that I read, but that's okay. Lots of good verses in the book. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your soul. Just that. It's so... When you read that, that, that's one of those verses that when you take it in, it should just make you sort of relax all over. It's like, ah. Jesus said, listen, we're going we're to partner together, and I'm going to teach you things, and I want you to learn from me. And you need to know that as I teach you, I'm not this taskmaster, this, this hard-hearted, mean. You're gonna, I'm gentle and humble in heart. And partnering with me, walking with me, experiencing this life will will produce rest in your souls. See, that's one of those things. If, if, if you're not experiencing a measure of rest in your soul, and rest in your souls is different than having your circumstances all the way you want them, because that just doesn't happen, a broken word, fallen planet. It's just knowing that he's with you and for you, he's got you, he loves you, and, and that you can trust him, and that you can rest in him. There's something about that. And he says, for my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. So what's, what's he saying? Because, you know, uh, we don't use a, a whole lot of yokes. We're not sure. But most of us think of a yoke as, a, as an egg thing. A yoke was, an, was a wooden implement that would connect two ox or oxen, whatever the plural is. We went back and forth earlier. Two ox would get teamed up and they would yoke them together so that together they could they could accomplish more. They, they could accomplish more together than they could separately. And generally they would they would hook a more uh, experienced ox up with one that was less experienced. And the more experienced one would teach the other one how to go. And because he was more experienced, he would get the, the bulk of the burden would sort of fall on him because he'd be leaning into things and doing it. And the other one would come along and learn in the process. See, that's what Jesus is saying. Listen, I want you to be yoked with me. And I'm going to walk you through this thing. And you learn from me. And he models life for us. And, and we learn that, that life is found doing things his way. So that's really important, right? So I said this earlier too. The problem all came when we, we do things our way instead of his way. And we have, a, we have an inclination to do that. And over time, what happens is, hopefully we begin to learn that our way generally isn't very good doesn't usually work out. His way always works out. And, and so he teaches us. We learn this over time. And you got to, God is so faithful. He loves us through this, all this process, even when we're going our way. He loves us, pursues us, encourages us. He's not finger pointing, just keeps teaching us because he knows that, that as he continues to love you, you're going to figure out that his way is better than your way. It just takes a while. How many times? 50,000. I don't have a number for it. I teased last, last week about that. That's the number. But here's the thing. You know, when, when it, it talks about confessing your sin, and a lot of people think, oh, well, that just, I go to God and I say, I'm sorry. 
And there's really not what's going on with that. Because saying you're sorry, and then you start beating yourself up because you do it again. And you, well, I can't keep saying I'm sorry when I'm not changing. Confession, the, the word that it comes from, what the, what the compound is actually, it means same word. When you confess, your, it's not going to say you're sorry, which is probably, you know, it's implied. But you're going, and what you're saying is your word was right. Your way was right. You're always right. I wasn't. And that as you keep doing that, you know, over time what happens eventually is it begins to stick. Well, his way was right. Wow. And then you, you get to a point in your life where here comes a decision, uh, and this happens regularly and daily, and I've got a decision to make. Now, I can do it his way, or I can do it my way. Hmm. Let's see. So far, it's always been his way has worked out, and my way hasn't. So what should I do? Well, a lot of times you go, I'm going to try my way one more shot <laughs> and hope for a different result. But then the next time it comes around, what do you His way. His way works. His way works. His way works. His way is where life is found. Do it his way. When you don't, okay. He loves you. So people think, ah, oh, just, just know that he loves you. Because the enemy will try and use that beat you to death with it so you don't experience life. But God just loves you and says, come on, we're going to do this. Come on, let's do it again. And yes. Then there's, a, there's, a, there's some sort of breakthrough. You know what I mean? It's like, yes. And then we, we like that. And we keep pressing in. That's where life is. That's the kind of life that Jesus wants you to live. This life where, where you get, he's not this horrible taskmaster always waiting to judge you. He just loves you. He wants the best for you. He's like, yes. He's like, he's like come on, let's do it. I'm doing it with you. Come on, trust me. Lean in. I got you. And that's where we find life. So keep pressing into him and keep, keep understanding that life is found his way. That he wants to teach and lead and guide and we just need to learn to, to go with him. And that's where we find life and rest. And there should be that rest in your soul. And when there's not, start realizing the enemy is trying to hammer you. Help. God's right there. And he'll help you through it. All right, that's enough for today. Next week I'm talking about joy, and uh, I like that subject. It's an Advent subject. Alice, come on up. Uh, we're going to press into the Lord. Ministry team, those are here, you can head over the wall. People over there, on their way over there to pray for you. Uh, sometimes we just need someone with skin on to pray for us, and that's a good thing. But let's, uh, let's press into Papa, and then we'll dismiss after that. Papa, you are so amazing and so good. And you... Your desire for us in this relationship with you is for us to know your love, know your grace, know your mercy, and rest in you. And that we have this very real enemy, but God, when we look to you and trust in you, we find life. So help us to resist. And and, uh, there's some of you here today, and I I just, the enemy has really been pounding you lately with guilt and shame. And I just, you, you need to know that God loves you in this amazing way that you haven't allowed in. Because you, you keep getting stuck in what the enemy is doing with that old mess. And you just need to know that when God looks at you, he smiles. That, that when you 
let yourself be yoked to Jesus. I want you to have this look that you're, you're walking with Jesus and he's like smiling and laughing with you. And he enjoys you. Ooh, somebody needs to hear that. He enjoys you. In your mess. He loves you. He gets you. He wants to help you. To live in a way that you experience life. Because that's his heart for you. And so take that in today. There's some of you who really need to take that in. You may need to let someone pray for you before you go. Just, just to help you to resist the enemy and to stand in this love that God has for you. Amen. Good stuff. He enjoys your clunky. That's what came to my mind. But um, you'll only get that if you were here last week. Um, as we were singing Canvas and Clay this morning, I felt like someone needed to hear you're in a crisis and when the Lord was singing God works all things for the good for your future and your your peace for the rest for your souls what you're going through doesn't feel good doesn't feel like the goodness of God but he's with you the grace of God is with you in this and he's going to work it out for your good and it's never how we think we never think, you know, we, we just don't get that right because his ways are so much higher than ours. But if that's for any of you today as well, be blessed. And Alicia's going to tag on that a little bit. <laughs> Good morning, church. Um, when we sing that he's not finished with me, he's not finished with me yet. Um, Philippians 1 6 comes to mind that he who has begun a good work in you will carry it on to the day of completion in Christ Jesus. So I just want to encourage you that God has no ceilings. He, he's always taking us higher and deeper. Um, so he's not finished with us yet. Amen. Thank you. Amen. He's not finished. And there are some of you who need to get started. And and that starts by receiving, responding to the invitation Jesus makes. He, Jesus invites you into his story. We respond by saying yes. Believing in your heart, confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. If you've never done it, do it today. It's really that. Lord, will you be my Savior? Lord Jesus, be my Lord and Savior. That's what it takes. If you've never done it, do it today. Best decision you will ever make. Thank you, church, for your amazing generosity, for your faithfulness, your giving, your offering, your tithing. Bless you for all of that. We better sing doxology because it's about to ring children and we want to get ahead of it. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Amen. May the Lord bless and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. Go today in the peace, the power, and the love of God. God bless you all. Thank you for being here. We will see you very, very soon. Check things online. A lot of stuff going on this week. God bless you guys. And God bless you guys as well. Thanks for watching. Hope you have a great weekend. And uh, next week, joy. I'm looking forward to that. I enjoy Advent a lot, don't you? I do. Yeah. Cool. All right. God bless you guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.